I want to welcome everyone to a very special episode of The American Idea. I'm Jeff Sikinga, your host and the executive director of the Ashbrook Center. For listeners who are joining us for the first time, The American Idea is a podcast from the Ashbrook Center dedicated to exploring the most important question for us as citizens. What does it mean to be an American? To do that, we have conversations with scholars, thinkers, and public figures who can shed some light on the great documents, debates, and issues that have defined America since our founding. And our episode today does exactly that. Today we will be talking about the Vice Presidency, its origins, its evolution, and its place in American government today. We're honored to welcome a man who not only knows a little something about the office, but someone who has lived it as well. Someone who can really offer a unique perspective that only 48 other people in American history can provide. Former Vice President Mike Pence. As our listeners know, Mr. Pence was the 48th Vice President of the United States, serving alongside President Donald Trump from 2017 to 2021. Before that, he was six-term congressman from the state of Indiana and governor of the same state from 2013 to 2017. He is a thoughtful and principled leader who has had a distinguished career in public service. It's an honor to welcome former Vice President Mike Pence to the American Idea. Thank you for joining us, sir. Oh, thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here at Ashbrook and to be able to spend some time with the Ashbrook Scholars here. What a great group of young men and women. Thank you very much for taking the time to spend with them and with us today. Um, If I can start, sir, as you know, the vice presidency in the Constitution has just a few specified constitutional responsibilities and powers, being president of the Senate, for example. But in modern times, vice presidents have taken on a much more active role, yourself included. Tell us a little bit about the activities uh, that you took on in the Trump administration and and how you came to settle on your portfolio. Well, well, thanks, Jeff. And what I would tell you is that the the job description of the vice president of the United States is defined by the president of the United States, Mm. apart from those constitutional provisions. uh, uh, The truth is that that in each administration, the unique role of the vice president, the, the level of involvement in matters domestic or, or foreign policy are all uh, uh, at the president's discretion. And, uh, uh, and it's one of the reasons why, when I was being considered for this position, uh, the man that I used to call Donald and I <laughs> uh, uh, spoke in great length about his expectations. And he, he said to me repeatedly, he said that his vision for a vice president was could be summed up with one word, and that was active. Uh huh. And um, and and I that's what we call promises made and promises kept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I think the president drew on my experience as a governor to uh, uh, I think during the days of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. I was I literally interacted with the nation's governors literally every week uh, on a on a video teleconference call and worked on a daily basis combating that pandemic. Um, but also, I, I think he relied on my experience as a member of Congress for mm-hmm. 12 years. Right. I, I was very involved in our legislative agenda. I was proud of the fact that we passed historic tax cuts and tax reform uh, by a close vote in the United States Senate. We uh, rolled back more regulation than than uh, any administration in American history. We uh, 
Uh, we enacted the largest trade deal in the history of the country. All of these took legislative action. Mm -hmm. I was involved there, but then the president also. Uh, I'm grateful to reflect, uh, called on me in many instances to represent the United States overseas, uh, speaking at conferences, meeting with world leaders, uh, representing the president and our America First vision um, as I traveled around the world. And so uh, it was a great privilege for me. But I, I can tell you, um, going in, it was uh, um, I had uh, I had no doubt that uh, our administration would uh, be an energetic administration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. We worked every day to keep the promises we made to the American people, and um, and I'll always be grateful uh, for the opportunities President Trump gave me to participate in that work. Given all those activities, what surprised you most about being vice president? Well, I, it's it's. You mean other than everything? I mean, I, you know, honestly, <laughs> Jeff, I'm a small town guy from southern Indiana. I'm, uh, my, my dream when I was growing up was to be the congressman from my hometown, like, a, like the late John Ashcroft. Uh, Ashbrook grew mm -hmm. up to be an incredible man, inspiring conservative leader. Um, but I, I uh, had the opportunity to serve my state as governor, uh, but I, I don't ever remember imagining that I'd have the opportunity. Um, uh, to serve uh, in the White House, to serve as Vice President of the United States. And so so much of it for me um, was a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. Never lost a sense of uh, the privilege, uh, even in the midst of, uh, of uh, the divisive politics and, uh, uh, and, a, and a almost uniformly uh, uh, hostile national media. Um, it, it was still a great honor for me every day. And when I saw the results that we achieved, uh, record investments uh, in our national defense, uh, the creation of the first new um, division of our armed forces uh, in 70 years in the U.S. Space Force, uh, uh, when I saw the way we revived the economy, 7 million jobs created, wages rising, the uh, lowest unemployment uh, ever recorded for African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans. And then when I saw the progress we made in seeing constitutional conservatives appointed to our courts, including three constitutional conservatives confirmed on the Supreme Court uh, of the United States, um, uh, I, I just uh, uh, I, I cherish the opportunity of been some small part uh, of creating that record. And uh, but uh, was was always uh, um, always every single day uh, driving into the White House, never lost that sense of, of privilege. The qualities that you've seen, uh, you were in the legislature, you've served for a number of terms in Congress, of course, as you mentioned, governor of Indiana and vice president. What qualities in your, in your experience that you've learned uh, do you think are most important for leadership? And I think some of our listeners would be interested to know, are those the same qualities in the legislature as they are in the executive. I think that I think it's they're, they're both forms of leadership, Jeff. But I think you raise a very uh, insightful point, um, particularly for young people that are looking on. I, when when you're a legislator, you are you're first, in my judgment, there to be faithful to what your constituents elected you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it took me 12 years to get to Congress, and um, 
Uh, I found myself from time to time bucking the leaders of my own party and even a president of my own party. You had something of a reputation for that. Well, I did, but it was always on principle. It was always, I, I just purposed every day to keep faith with the promises I'd made to the people of my district uh, and, and to stand firm on those principles was, was my objective. Now, when you become a governor, as I had the privilege to do, or, um, or higher office, and I was at least close enough to the president to watch that job uh, every day. Um, it, it requires a different kind of leadership, the, uh, the ability to articulate a vision, and then the ability to bring people together around that uh, vision. And even as each of them are doing what they believe they were called to do. And I, 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 I think it is a different kind of leadership. Um, um, and. Um, uh, but but both of them, I think, have call on on uh, young men and women who aspire to public service to develop the same qualities of mm. of, uh, of consistency to principle, uh, having a governing vision uh, as a legislator that you come in and you want to stand clear on that, but also as a uh, as a governor or uh, as I witnessed a president. Um, uh, having a clear understanding of where you want to take uh, your state or the nation, and then being willing to to provide leadership and bring people together around that vision. Mm -hmm. you, you've often talked in public, and you talk with our Ashbrook scholars about the importance of studying history. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite person in American history? A person in American history who you admire most? Well, it, it would be it would be hard for me to choose because our nation has been blessed with some extraordinary men and women. Definitely um, true. Who have um, embodied the ideals of the American founding and, and lived it out uh, with great consistency. Um, but, you know, if, if, if I would be hard-pressed uh, to admire anyone more than, than our first president, George Washington. Hmm. I was once told by a historian friend that... Uh, George Washington was the only historical figure that the more you studied him, the more impressed you would become. <laughs> That's right. Uh, because he was a man of integrity. He had, uh, he had a quiet but deep faith. He was a man of personal courage who put on the uniform again and again to defend the nation. But uh, he was also a man who I think showed the restraint uh, at that critical moment at the end of his second term, um, when he walked away from the presidency. But maybe the, most, maybe the most important moment is one that's depicted in our nation's capital. It was at the end of the Revolutionary War. And there's a large painting in the Capitol Rotunda that shows General Washington turning in his commission uh, as the uh, general of the uh, Revolutionary Army. And he's surrounded by all of his other generals. And he's standing before the members of Congress. And he's resigning and getting on a horse and riding back to Mount Vernon. And history records that when the King of England heard that George Washington had turned his revolutionary army over to a democratically elected government, <laughs> the King of England reportedly said, if he did that, then he's the greatest man on earth. And he was, hmm. yeah. because just like when he left office voluntarily after two terms, 
um, when he when he resigned as the leader of the revolution, he in in his life demonstrated his commitment to the ideals of the Declaration, to the to the the aspirations of the American people, uh, to uh, to have a democracy and ultimately defined in our Constitution and. Uh, uh, he was, as uh, our Chief Justice John Marshall said, he was, um, he was the indispensable man. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, if I had to pick, hmm. and I really didn't want to, <laughs> I'd probably have to start with That's Washington. a great pick, though. That's a great pick and a great hero, George Washington. Um, you've held so many positions. You've had a chance to reflect now on your life in public service. What advice would you have for young people who are thinking about entering public life? Well, I would, I would tell them what I just told the Ashbrook scholars just a few moments ago. And that is, I, I remember what it was like to be in my 20s and have a desire to be involved in public life and politics. Uh, you're in a hurry. You want to get going. You want to get things started. But I always tell young people, do what your scholars are doing right now, and that is hmm. take some time to develop the qualities of heart and mind that will mint you into the leaders that America needs. Um, take time to read, to study, to reflect. Um, and to, to, there's a great verse in, in the Bible that speaks about when the Nazarene was growing up. It says, he grew in wisdom and in stature and grace before God and grace before men. I think that's a great list for young people to think about, um, to grow in wisdom, to become people of, of, uh, of physical fitness uh, and strength, um, uh, to open your heart to faith in your life. Um, and and build relationships and understand what it is to be a good friend. I think developing all of those qualities for me uh, um, is the most important thing for a young person at this time in their life. Um, people follow people they trust. Uh, and so to become, become a person that understands the great foundations of our country, can express them, has the discipline and the consistency and the grace and the faith to be able to act that out. Uh, there's no better way for a young person to prepare uh, for a life of service in the greatest nation on earth. Terrific advice. Vice President Mike Pence, thank you for joining us on The American Idea. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The American Idea, a production of the Ashbrook Center. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star rating and review on your platform of choice. Subscribe for more at ashbrook.org slash AmericanIdeaPod and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at AMIdeaPodcast. From the Schramm Library in Ashland, Ohio, I'm Jeff Sikinga.